Now she is, Captain. Isn't she a beauty? Yes, she is, Mr. Scott. Is she ready to go? Aisa. She's ready to go to the stars. This is the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. It's mission to seek out new ideas, find new games, and to boldly bring the awesome to your game. Mr. Scott, Warp 9. I Captain. And now, our host. This is Bruce. This is John. And this is Trav. Welcome to the TriTac Games Podcast, your podcast of exploring strange new worlds with your puffy, strangely slimy, weird talking buddies with you. Geo dude. <laughs> That's a heck of a way to talk about us, Bruce. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Geo dude. Yeah, and there's Pokemon too. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Gotta catch them all. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the TriTech Games Podcast. This week we are following our prior um, uh, actual play adventure where we were playing on the Pokemon world, uh, playing characters using the Pathfinder system, and they had just discovered a big 25-foot wide portal, which anybody who's familiar with Fringeworthy is very familiar with what that means. Fringeworthy, a unique trait shared by so few, a gift or a curse. To those that can transit a portal accessing the extra-dimensional network. A pathway to a million million portals to a million million other worlds. Worlds filled with terrible wonder or shocking beauty. Populated by the denizens other than human and motivated by their own values. A creation of a race so advanced the physical laws of the universe became not barriers to their own creative drives. Will you shoulder this burden and step onto the paths for your world? Adventure in the million, million worlds of Fringeworthy. Fringeworthy is a role-playing game by TriTech Games. Available at TriTechGames.com. Come explore the worlds of TriTech Games. Explore the worlds of Fringeworthy. Hmm. At 45 feet. And Timogen starts, he motions to us. He's given the, like, come here, you know, that, that hand motion, you know. Yeah. So at 45 feet, it should be gray in the center at this point for us. Yeah. Yeah. You're noticing that there is a little more detail to it now. Because remember, what we were close to it, we were at that rock outcropping fighting the wild Pokemon. And that yeah. was about, it was about 50 feet away. Hmm. Yeah. And it would have been visible at 100 feet. Right. Well, yeah. We're at 100 feet now and we see it. He's 45 feet away, and he, but in order to have seen the picture, he would have had to have dismounted and come over. Yeah. The Claustro yeah, yeah. is still back there. Claustro. Claustro. What's his name again? Claustro Clost- is the warg. Claustro is the Arcanine-like canine. It said its name. It, it was like warg, 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 Claustro, warg, warg, warg. You know, yeah. saying that your Pidgey looked tasty. You know. Yeah, Pokédex is out. There is no warg. <sighs> Under all the variant spellings. No, you look and there is nothing. I mean, you're seeing wolf was the closest that came up, but no, this is much bigger. And the fact that it is speaking, which implies mm. sentience, intelligence. Mm. I've only heard of like one or two sentient Pokemon. Yeah, there aren't very many. Mm. You two might be one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of lean next to lean next to the professor and say, "I think it is definitely an undiscovered Pokemon, but that's an evolved version. I wonder what the what the uh, the base version looks like." Well, the thing is, he wants us to come with him mm-hmm. to his camp or something. Yeah, probably wherever he was. I mean, he said he what? Well, just he points. He scrolls back to what Timogen just said. He goes that he walked through 
mm-hmm. from where his home was to another place to here. Well, we probably should tell Skyla that we're going to follow him to yeah. his camp. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, want me to? Yeah, you go back. No, no, we got, Pop don't we have radios? Don't we have radios? Pop and I will stay here and keep an eye on him. Don't we have radios with us? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can just call Skyla and say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, I can. Hi, Skyla. Hi, Jerem. And and but she's got that look like, okay, yeah, this is the 50-year-old boy who's smitten with a hi, Jeremy. What do you want? Um, this this person here, uh, his name's Timogen. Um, and he's got an un, a, a un, a uncategorized Pokemon with him, and he wants us to follow him to his camp. Yeah, that's so, a very big Arcanine there. No, it's not an Arcanine. It's 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 something totally different. I mean, I'm looking at right now. That is not an Arcanine. That is something totally different. It's an uncategorized Pokemon. Oh, you must be in heaven right now, then she says. Yeah. So you want to just follow it back and? Well, wait a second. Here, here. Talk, talk to the professor. <laughs> Professor's right, and... talking to her. It's like, yeah, this is scientific big news here. The fact that we, you know, this guy who's dressed up and he's speaking Mongolian. My polybox says he's speaking Mongolian. And he's riding a giant talking wolf, for lack of a better term. And apparently this wolf is hungry because it wants to snack on Jeremy's Pidgey. Mm -hmm. So... Don't we have some pokey chow or something that we can just throw at this thing? Pour a big pile on the ground. I mean, you know, I mean, unless it's purely eats purely carnivorous, you know, we and even then we should still have something we can feed. I mean, after all, we came here to find Pokemon. Yeah, we'd have you know pokey kibble with us. We'd have to right for for whatever different kinds of Pokemon there are. So we should be able to feed this thing. Something you can give it, or uh, I dig around in my pack and I'll pull out. Uh, oh, I figure. Look at him. He's canine, so technically he's uh, omnivorous. If I remember my my uh, canid um, uh, lessons right, so I pull out. Yeah, the, the canines will eat anything, just like people. Well, yeah, dogs do eat grass to settle their stomach. I mean, so well, they're omnivores. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're omnivores. So, yeah. so I'll so uh, I'll pull out something for Bulbasaur. He might be but, able to eat that. But I don't believe that, for example, a coyote will eat anything. Uh, no, they've they've been seen eating uh, eating uh, some uh, a fruit. Uh, yeah, you know, cactus fruit. They'll they've been seen eating cactus fruit. Hmm. Well, as I said, I know that dogs eat grass to settle their stomachs, so apparently mm-hmm. they can, you know, it doesn't affect them adversely. Yeah. And, and they would prefer meat, but. I mean, yeah, I mean, coyotes, dogs, wolves can all interbreed. I mean, basically, they're that yeah. close, and the breeds are fertile. So, the, you know, we're yeah. basically, you know, so if dogs can eat, 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 you know, eat the stuff we call dog food. So can so can coyotes and so can wolves. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there might be a little bit of new, you know, might be a little stomach distress, but it won't be fatal to them. They can eat it; it just wouldn't be used to it. It wouldn't be yeah. something Actually, that's part of their normal diet. Think about bubble syrup would be right out. It'd be pidgey. It'd be a pidgey bar because pidgey bar would be the most had the most protein uh, yeah. of the bunch. Yep. So okay, uh, so you, so you I, pull out the pidgey bar. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I break so a piece off and. To, well, I'm gonna break a little bit off. Walk and, up to Clasto. Yeah, I'm gonna break a little bit off and toss up the Pidgey first to show that it's edible. Okay. <laughs> Pidgey goes snap. And Clasto, <laughs> and and Clasto says, and Harry shows you the thing. Oh, good, you're feeding my dinner. That's nice. Thank you. I pulled the and bar Harry's back. Like, no, 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 no. And. And I, I walk up and, and I'll, I'll pull, I'll peel the bar back and I hold it out and go, mm. and and now Timogen is walking up with you, mm-hmm. and they're conversing back and forth. Give me a, and all give of me. Sudden, all of a sudden, yeah. uh, Harry looks and he goes, 
okay, this language that they're talking, it's not picking up. They are talking a language that's totally not in the database. It's not any human language. It's not a Pokemon. It's not the Pokemon language. Are you okay? But I'm waving the bar. I'm walking up very carefully. I mean, I am a vet. Plasto uh, looks, takes a <laughs> sniff, and just shakes his head. Says, "No, that smells horrible." Mm. Back in Pokemon. Yeah, of course. That means I'm like within you know arm's reach of him, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to look at him. Um, this is a big head on this thing, and the teeth are massive. Yeah. And you look in the eyes, Jeremy, no, this is definitely a sentient being. Mm-hmm. Bestial and, you know, feral looking, but definitely sentient. Mm. I'll put it back in the wrapper best I can and stick it back in my pocket. And Yeah, he looks at you. Mm-hmm. And says, "Work, work, work." Yeah, it's a work, work, work. Harry, he's asking you control Pidgey. You know, without saying a word, two. I do some hand signs, and Piggy does a little loop de loop. <laughs> Clasto nods. Mm-hmm. Then and he put work, 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 and says, "Okay, I won't eat your your." Pet bird. I nod and I look at him and oh dear God, sense motive of, of uh, claustro. <laughs> I'm gonna try. What? what? I I want I want to know. I want I want to do something that's probably ill advised if he takes it the wrong way. Uh yeah, I rolled. A whole whopping nine. So no, whatever he he's not understanding what you're about to do. That I want to roll. Sense oh, okay. Well, him. then roll sense motive. Problem is, you have a d twenty plus one. Yeah. So, would you believe I rolled nineteen? A natural nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> well, that means you made the DC twenty. What is it you're planning to do? I want to put my hand out and you know you know offer him to shake. He holds up his paw and shakes, and this is a massive dude. This is a massive paw. Mm-hmm. And then I hold a finger up, and I, and I show my hand back and forth, and I point to his paw, and then, you know, tilt my head. He holds up his paw, and this is a massive paw on this thing. About the size of my yeah. head, right? <laughs> oh, easily, yeah. No, this remember, this is a medium-sized... So this is like, you know, six feet at the shoulder. I mean, this is a big canine. Yeah, he and would have to he would have to have paws probably about a good two foot and a half across to support his weight. Well, because if they're coming <laughs> from a cold climb, as is evident by how Timogen is dressed, remember, you know, if you like a husky, you see how big their paws are. Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah, and and the and remember, actually being has one and yeah, Hero's paws are just huge. They're yeah, like gun bolts. I gently reach up and I just sort of, you know, look at him and I look at his paws and turn him back and forth and go, I'm not going to ask him to open his mouth up because I don't want to find out. Uh, But still. mm. And Clasto, work, 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 work. (laughs) And and he says and, and translates out on Harry's poly box as you are an animal handler you are familiar with how animals work and act i sort of nod and then i sort of stop and think for a second Mm. then i point to one of my bandages because i have a bandage and i point the bandage point to pidgey point to him and then i make a little sewing motion like i'm stitching the wound Timogen looks and says, so that is your badge, and it translates on the polybox, so that is your badge to show that you are proficient in handling these strange animals. And he's pointing to Magnemite and really not knowing what to think of that, because Magnemite looks like it's made of metal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Actually, I, I, have I, does he nod his head or does he wag his head? Because that actually is very important. <laughs> let's say he nods oh, his head. Also? No, no, let's just nods. say he nods his Yeah, yeah, nods. Because unfortunately, about half the people in the world wag their head yes instead of nod their head yes. But that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too much history and anthropology. Uh, he, so I, <laughs> I nod. Yeah, Timogen, again, is motioning. It's like, and it translates, yes, come with me. I will show you where I come from. Well, I look look at, well, Father. What? Should we go see his camp? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm not getting almost Harry says this is, as I said, a huge scientific opportunity. Yeah, well. One we get to see, apparently, if he came through that. That's some type of something. Entrance, exit, <laughs> portal, something. Yeah, something or something. Look if over. he came through it. Yeah. He said he went from his home to another place to here. Yeah. I look at Father Gill. Well, Father, are we yes. up for it? I already said yes. Consider it being a missionary. Harry says, I, "I do. I do think we probably need to pack. Like you, know, you know, pack Father a bag. You know, muted. No. Bring some work. Uh, bring some water. Some food. You know, maybe a tarp. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Yes, I agree. Uh, yeah, I think we should bring some gear, though. I mean, some water, food, a tarp, maybe. Just you know. Yeah, Pidgey. Have Pidgey tell him we need to get some stuff, and we'll be right back. I look at Pidgey and and I go Pidgey." Make the drinking sign. Yeah. Drinking sign, making the eating sign. Yeah. And I point to both of them. Okay. And, and you see Timogen, you know, nod you like, you know, deferentially. Yes. Go ahead. Get what you have to get. Pidgey, 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 pidgey. Yeah. And he's human, 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 human. Warg, warg. Warg, warg. Right. And it says, hurry up. <laughs> Well, Apparently, Clasto is really hungry, and he's not finding what he wants to eat here. Well, is that power rock still there? Does, does it look like the the yeah, uh, yeah, power rock is still there? Does oh, it look like oh, does it look, look like oh. they? <laughs> oh we no! Remember? Oh no! I'm not going to have yet. Well, if they were left there, they're probably dead now. Yeah. Yeah, we're not well, going to mention that. The crocodile, the other totodile, would not see it. Mm-hmm. So, if you are thinking what I'm think you're thinking, John, <laughs> yeah, now would be the time to do that. Yeah, I sort of stop and I point to the power okay. rocks and sort of go. You look, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two, the two other totodiles are, yeah, they're yeah, they almost. are. These are ex totodiles. <laughs> they're pining for the fjords. <laughs> the fjords yeah. they're, they're with the bleeding choir invisible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I. Yeah, you see. You see. <laughs> <laughs> also, be zipping right over Pixie's head unless she's, you know, her, her mom, Monty Python. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I sort of. So yeah. You see, Clasto sort of just. Sniff, sniff. Step over, sniff, starts digging through with his paws, and just takes the totodile in like two gulps, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and Harry's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. And now remember, we saw how hard the totodile skin actually was. And just, yep, chomping right through it like it's nothing. A yeah. couple good gnashes with the teeth, and yeah. All right. Well, this, everything just. Yeah. Well, we don't know how long. Yeah. So we get back there to Skyla and sort yeah. of let her know what's going Aaron, on. Yeah. Clasto looks a lot. He looks sated. Yeah. Thank goodness. And we're also seeing a little bit of blood on, on, the, on the fangs there. Just, you know, kind of mm. looks like yeah. he just ate something. Yeah. Yeah. But not for long. He says like, that will. <laughs> That will do nicely. Thank you. Uh, it's been aged nicely. Harry just looks at you and goes, did you say that in character, John? 
No, 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 no. I was going to say, I don't think that'd be something. <laughs> that would have been like, dude. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we, we packed up supplies. We got food. We got drink. We got, mm-hmm. you know, batteries for whatever devices. Because, you know, he has an extra clip for the freeze gun. And he's got a battery, extra battery for the poly box. So, excuse me. Yeah. So, we have everything. We have. Mm-hmm. We got our bed rolls in case we're there for a while. Yeah. Um, we don't know how long we'll be gone. So Yeah. Well, Skyla's like, I'm not going anywhere. Remember, I'm your wheel man. But if you're yeah. not back in eight hours, yeah, there's going to be a problem. Mm. Mm. No, we'll be back. Like, you know, moon, you know, moon face calf look, you know. <laughs> And she's got that look like old brother. <laughs> All right, so we're we're there. We see that Clasto has fed, and he yeah. looks happier. Mm-hmm. And he says, and it translates Lord. over, "What was that that I ate? It was stringy but good." Mm. <laughs> and he lo- and Harry looks, and he goes, "Totodile." And Clasto nods approvingly. And I'm like, there he goes, that's just creepy. Yep, I can't yep. I'm talking to overgrown uh, Arkham. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, we, as I guess, as we get closer to this uh, rainbow ring, it gets darker yeah. and darker until Peachy turns pitch black. Why is that? You see. Well, that's the default setting, Bruce. It will turn pitch black. There, there is a setting where it will be transparent, just the ring, and then there's a version with no ring, and it's just the just the black circle. So, I'll leave, See, actually, I always thought if the rainbow effect was on, that it's just the rainbow halo with nothing in it. You just walk through. Yeah, the- it's completely invisible. All you ever see is the rainbow's fringe. That's it. Oh, that's not what I remember yeah. reading. Yes, it is. Anyway. Yeah, I've always seen it as just if the rainbow aura effect is on, you see the rainbow aura the same size as the portal would be if it were there, and it's just empty that you can see through it. Hmm. The interface, the only time there's an interface if it's if if it's the portal station and the portal is on. That's the only time I would see a black interface, I always thought. So Okay. Yeah. I guess I guess I've always misunderstood that. I've always cons- mm-hmm. always saw that the the as you got closer the uh, the warp would become vis- the actual warp itself would be visible. I guess it doesn't. All right. All right. My mistake. All right. So as we <sighs> as we head toward this rainbow ring. Mm-hmm. Temujin and Klasto walk through, and as soon as they they disappear, Whoop, Harry stop. stops, walks <laughs> on the other side. They're gone. Walks back around, looks, walks back around this, walks to the left, back to the front, around the right, look, and he's just stunned. I grab a handful of like, sand. That's- and throw it. Mm. It should go through. Now how would that be handled? Because you picked up. Yeah, it would. It would go through. Yeah. You see the sand disappear at a certain point. It does not hit the ground. And Harry's like, wait, what? He picks up sand and throws it through. And I'm like, oh, I got to go. And Harry disappears right through the ring. But does just, his does his mag his magnemite come along with magnemite him? Magnemite would follow too. Yeah, the magnemite would follow too. But he's but well, he's the magnemite is not connected to him. No, the magnemite would fly through. And he then goes back and forth, going magnemite, magnemite, magnemite. Yeah, he would. <laughs> he's freaking out, going, yeah. Mm. And Harry comes out. Harry comes back out, and he's tapping his polybox. He goes. Susan went through it, crapped out on me. Yeah, and he, and he, uh, your 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 magnemite didn't go through, and I'm going. Did the, your other? He only has the one Pokemon, doesn't he? Yeah, I only. Yeah, I just have one magnemite. That's it. I look at Pidgey, pull out his ball. 
Gollum. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. Now, so, Geodude. No, the other ones are Geodude, their balls. we know. Yeah, but Geodude, we know, saw he was the one that first saw the portal. Yeah, but I'm keeping them all yeah. in their balls right now. Okay, so you, you pack them all up. Okay. Yeah. I would have to. Yeah, I'm going to pack up Magnemite because, yeah, I've got a Pokeball for mine, you know. Okay. And I'm like, I look and I point to Magnemite says, Magnemite. He's like, just get in. Okay. <laughs> Magnemite. And it, and I close it up, put it on my belt. I said, all right. Wait a well, minute. Hold it. I go, no, wait a minute. Hold it. This is. What you see on your side, Doc. What was that, John? What did you see on your side? Uh, it looked like I was in outer space. I was on a big metal disc with constellations and stars all up in the sky with a bunch of other portals. Cool. Run forward. <laughs> and I look at I look at Father Bill. I said, ah, the impulsiveness of youth. Right. Speaking of that. And then I go over and I wave my hand through the portal, except that my hand gets stuck. And I'm like, holy. And I'm yanking on, I'm yanking on my arm and it's not coming out. And I'm like, okay, we, we can, we'll play, I'll play your game. And I charge through, ready to blast into whoever's grabbed my hand from the other side. And there's nobody. And of course there's nobody there. Well, I don't know, Jeremy, how would you be getting when you come through and see the platform and the portals and the stars in the sky? And Now I have to ask the question, do all my Pokeballs go and not come my Pokemon? No, it wouldn't. It, they'd still stay closed. They don't pop open. No, no, no. They're technology. Yes, but remember, we, we deduce that the Pokeballs are flash-based drives. They're not... They're not going to oh. get wiped. They're not going to get. So they're not going. But yeah. So so basically, d- despite the common depiction of there's actually something inside the Pokeball, it's actually in an environment, and they're now sort of like in stasis because it's the it, it basically. Yeah, they're in stasis. Yeah, Pokemon when they're in Pokeballs. Josie and I did the research. They are in stasis. Yeah. So basically, that's how they can heal as they. That's yeah. how they can heal as they are rusting. Yeah, so basically, I forgot to put the berries in or charge them up. So, but they won't. They're still there. I won't lose them at that point. No, right? no, no. They're not going to fizz out. No, we determined that. But your character probably doesn't. I have no yeah, idea. Your character's probably freaking out right now. And you see Timogen waving through. He's standing in on, on a at near another portal, and it's now we see these portals. It's oval ring. Yeah, it looks kind of ceramic. So it's an oval and it's rotating. So this is where we need, I need to remember the, the language thing, the language gifting works both ways. So am I speaking work or am I speaking on the, on the, on the platforms? No. Yeah. Platforms, the gift disappears. It's the same thing. You go through, you get the language of whoever's on the other side. So I even think by on the by, platform, even on the platform. Yes. So, Oh yeah. Ah. So, so which one? Warg or Mongolian? Well, who went first? That's true. Who went? Whose head? Whose head went through first? Uh, technically, if Temujin is riding Klosto, Klosto's head would go first through. So if it's intelligent, we're now all speaking Warg. Yeah. So I, 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 I suddenly say, "Oh, what's going on here? What the hell's going on my voice?" Oh no, we're speaking <laughs> this very. We're speaking this very guttural language now, with a lot of growls and grunts and. Perfectly understandable, though. Oh, yeah, we all understand each other now, and it's just... And Harry comes through, and he speaks, and he's like, what? And Klasto says, I understand you now perfectly. You're speaking my language. And he grins, and you just see teeth. Yeah, and... And lots of them. We slowly see Father Gill, feet-dragging... Coming through head for you know up to his shoulder now I guess. Right? <laughs> no, I charged. I charged through when my hand got stuck. Okay, I told you yeah. that. All right. I missed that. Sorry. 
Yeah, I'm, I I put my hand, I swing my hand through. It gets to the, it gets to a certain point where it should be arcing back out, but it doesn't. The portal grabs it at that point, and I'm like yanking on it. It doesn't come loose. I'm like, okay, something's got my hand. I, you know, they're gonna be sorry they did that. And I charge through, and of course, there's nothing on the other side. So I'm like racing, racing down the, probably racing down the, the, uh, the 30 degree angle on the, on the, on the, on the ramp charging to the bottom. Bruce, yeah. give me a reflex save then. Sure. Why not? Natural 20, sir. Okay. Then you manage to keep your footing because that, it's that whole, watch that first step. It's a doozy. Yeah. Oh, you can say I did a nice elegant tumble right back up onto my feet. Yeah. We see this platform. And the 12 different portals with ramps going up into the black interfaces, four of them, which look like they're at perpendicular angles, are twice as big as the rest of them, including the one that we just came out of. And you see Temujin and Klosto standing over near one. Which which clock face is it? And Well, we came out of Alt-4 and he's standing in front of Alt-6. Okay. Um, so actually to keep myself from panicking too much cuz I do have craft poke uh, pokeball. Would I know enough with my uh level 9 skill to know that my pokemon are safe? Yeah, you would know. After I I stopped okay, remember? Yeah, you you know that if it's like a dead battery but drain on the polybox, your stuff is still fine. It's just Yeah. Yeah, you might not want to let them out here. Just wait until we get through and no, no, I can't let them out at all, period. I mean, I, I have to recharge these things. Yeah. Uh, well, Tim, Timogen's waving us through. He's standing in front of another uh, portal. I have to do this. I look at and I see the edge of the platform, which is only like, what, 20 feet away? Yeah. Uh, no, it's probably a little further than that. It's a 600-foot-wide platform, sir. It's probably like 50 feet away. Well, Still, if he's looking at like the edge nearer... The portal we just came out of? You always enter, enter the por- platform toward the middle. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but I'm going to go, I go, mm, I, I walk, I walk over to the edge. You know, looking, I look down and I, and, and you I see nothing but black. Yeah. You see then, nothing but black. Then everyone on the platform hears, <laughs> dude, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's 15 years old. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> And he sits there and stares, and I look back. It's going in a straight line. No, it's not. It's curving up. Oh, you're right, because the air... Oh, that's right, because the airflow, yeah. I'm going... And I'm going... A flying loogie. Wow. Well, it's in the name of science. He just, you know, Harry throws up his hands. It's in the name of science. Oh, well. I come walking back. Um, Let's go Timogen and Claustro. Yeah, Timogen says, in the language of Colosto, yes, this was where I entered from my home to yours. Oh. I've never seen anything like this before. Where are we? Timogen says, I don't know. It looks like night, yet like like dusk here. Mm -hmm. And it does. It looks to be like twilight, you know. And it, How far away are we from your home? And he points to the portal that he's standing in front of. So there, there's all these portals, and this one that we just came out of, that's back to the island, and you came from the one over there. Yes. He says yes, exactly. Is it daytime or nighttime on that side? On, on, on the side when you go through. It was near midday. So it'd be about, because it was morning when we left our portal, so it's probably yeah. 11 o'clock noon now on through his portal. Well, okay, but I'm just saying is it's, there should be a, there's probably a time difference between the two worlds. Yeah. Well. So he's saying it was, it was noon when he left and it was morning when we saw him and we're like, Okay, it's noon over there, and it's morning over here. Uh, Professor, you know, this is like some kind of bizarre, you know, uh, space warp 
something, right? Yeah, yeah this is. So we would, we would. We sh- would. Sh- goes. Wait a minute. Goes, Are we going to show up in in the Mongolia in Mongolia on our world, back back home or someplace else? Um, but we don't know. No, no, we we don't know this. We yes, we do. Uh, l- l- listen, uh, Jeremy. Okay, so how, how far isn't Mongolia? Is Mongolia on the other side of the world from where we are right now? Uh, no, we are in our well, Mystery Island. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the map here because I remember seeing it with Josie. Yeah, it would be more than a few time zones away. It looked like. Well, what I'm saying though is, it would that match up? Would it be would it be hours later in Mongolia? So therefore, this portal would go to another place on our world, or is it someplace? Is it so different from the time it should be that it has to be a different world? Mm. Jer- uh, I just rolled a physical sciences check for, and I got a twenty-eight. And Harry does the math. He goes. It would have to be a different world. The time zones and all that wouldn't match up. Huh. Okay. There's only one way to find out. Yeah. Timogen goes up his ramp and walks through. Harry follows right after. He's like, I got to see this. Right. And he up through. Gone. He follows Timogen and Klosto. Oh, come on. Come on, father. <laughs> sure. I'm not staying here by myself. Yeah. What? Who knows? Maybe this thing shuts down after a while. Yeah, you guys go through, and for all, you are on the Mongolian steps, and it's midday, and it's about 45 degrees out. Oh. Now, remember, we're dressed for tropical climate. Uh, great. Yeah. It's a bit chilly, yeah. Okay. Um, I, uh, I, I open up my pack, and I pull out my rain gear. <laughs> Yeah, it's the best makes that a pretty, we makes a pre- at yeah. least it breaks the wind. Yeah, I think I probably do yeah. the same. Get my poncho yeah, out. Harry gets his on. on. He's like, oh, and he goes, okay. "We're in Mongolia. It's about three and a half, four hours later." Yeah, no, the the timing is off. We're not. Oh my god, we're not in the same world. It's winter for or, one thing, or, or at least fall. Back in time. Yeah. Or if we are, we went back in time. Yeah, I mean, and he just and Harry's just like, and my stuff is still dead. Damn it. Yeah. Well, checks his, he, he checks his freeze gun. He goes, "That's dead too." Switches out the battery. Crap, that's dead too. The battery. I look at my battery packs. Dead, dead, dead. Crap. We need yep. to get some power. Well, you know. Space warp probably messes with electronics. Wait, I have an idea. It's going to take a little hair. You're going to get a cook. You can low hair, low guts, okay. but I think it might be work. Might work. Let me try to release magnemite here. Pops the pokeball. Magnemite comes out. Looking around, magnemite. Does the po- the pokeball works even even though it's unpowered? Even though it hasn't been as unpowered. Yes, that Josie and I determined. We talked about that. So basically, there, you know, whatever. So the Pokemon's power. We can also probably say maybe yours works because Magnemite is a is is a energy Pokemon. Yeah. So my pie won't work. Yeah. All, all you really have to do is say that the Pokeball is operated by bio, biologically generated electricity, and and it's fine. Yeah, it's a bioelectrical source, so it's not going to be hampered. Yes. But anything that actually works off of that electricity is not going to work for 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. So, so basically, it means you got to wait 10 minutes before you can pop them out then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so actually he would not be able to pop Magnemite out right away. Push, He's like, push, push, push. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, and Timogen my... now, he says, and it's the bad dubbing, now you are in my home. Look at this. This is gorgeous. And it's the Mongolian steps. It's barren. There's rock. There's dirt. 
but him, he's looking like, this is my beautiful home. And we understand him, yet he's speaking Mongolian. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be bad dubbing because we understand Mongolian. But the point is, is that it's clearly a different language. It doesn't take any, it doesn't take a perception check to see that all of a sudden now we're talking a different language. Okay, so how many times are we going to change languages here, folks? What's up with that? Yeah. Um... Wait a minute. Okay, Harry goes. Okay, stop, 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 stop. And he's right. still speaking in the Mongolian to allow Timogen and hopefully Klosto to understand. He goes. All right. They came through. They were speaking Pokemon. Klosto yep. came through first into that night space there, wherever that was, that dusk space with the portals, and mm-hmm. we were speaking its language. Now we yeah. come through, and we're speaking Mongolian. And from what I understand, this is late 12th century Mongolia. Because hmm. that's the fashion Timogen. You really think this is the real Timogen? I mean, seriously. Well, well if he is, it, he's younger. As in, he looks maybe 18, 19 years old. This is like before he became known as Genghis Khan. Yeah, I see. And I'm, I'm, spo- I'm switching to English now, so we're, you know, and Timogen's, yeah. you see him still looking around and, you know, getting, you know, lay of the land again after coming through because he's even a little disconcerted about this. Yeah. I'm and looking- I, I kind of have you two conspiratorially near me. I go, yeah, I would figure that he's... He was born in 1162, from what I remember. Yeah, Died but... 27. Yeah, we're if if this is right, we're in Mongolia in the year 1180. Okay, so we've also time traveled too. So we we're in another world, but we've time traveled, and we're all speaking like a different language than we were that we've ever ha- known before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know. Uh, I understand, you know, it, this seems l- weird. Are you sh- are you sure that this is, we didn't like, you know, we're all having a shared dream or something because it seems like there's too many impossible things happening all at once. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't know. Why don't we have Clasto pinch you to see if you wake up? Because <laughs> I'm sure you'd feel it. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. I, and, and... Uh, Timogen comes back up and he, he rides up and, you know, he's there next to you. He says, this is my home. The steps of Mongolia. This is gorgeous land here. I've it's roamed these lovely, lands all my life. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting us here. Yes. Is there anybody else living here or is it just all you? Oh, no, no, no. My village is just over that hill. And it looks to be about a mile away. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I, 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 let's, let's, let's go visit his family. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe we might be able to get something a bit warmer to wear. Um, yeah. Um, it's weird. Says uh, you can meet my father. Yes. Guy. The chieftain. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, or, does he have a particular title or do we just call him, you know, Timogen's dad? <laughs> Chieftain. Chieftain. Chieftain will suffice. Oh. All right. Chieftain. Okay. So, so what's our, that would translate out. Yeah. So what yeah. sort of Pokemon do you have here? And when I say Pokemon, it probably comes out Pokemon and not the Mongolian equivalent thereof. Do they have a Mongolian equivalent? It would probably be. It would be. It would be a proper noun. It would be yeah. like you saying the name of like Gil or Jeremy or Harry would translate out the same way. Because remember, when he used his proper name back on our world, it was human, 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 Timogen, human, human, human. So yeah, Pokemon would probably come out as a proper noun. And and Timogen looks at you and he says. Your creatures, 
That is what you call, and he tries to wrap his mouth around the word Pokemon. That is what you call your creatures, your metal creature and your bird. Yeah, well, my bird's Pidgey. And Clasto says, says, and that yummy treat I had. In Mm. Mongolian, so apparently this war, these wargs that these Mongolians ride here, apparently they learn each other's language. Ah. Which would stand to reason. So his Mongolian sounds more like so he learned rather than well we can't tell that can we uh, Jeremy can't tell that. <laughs> well, well the thing is obviously you're thinking that whatever well the warg language would be obviously his native yeah. one. Yeah, they would learn Mongolian to better interact with the humans that ride them and they in turn help them. So, and that was the language they were speaking. And that was what we were speaking in when they, when they were conversing each other and we couldn't translate, they were speaking in in Mongolian at that point. No, they were speaking in war. Ah. Because Mongolian would have come up on the pokey, on the uh, polybox. No, Ah. they were speaking Klosto's tongue. Ah, the right. warg language. Well, let's. Uh, yeah. So I imagine about after ten minutes, all my pokeballs start beeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he releases his magnemite. He goes, "Okay, I have an idea. It's going to take a little hair, a little guts, and I hope I don't fry our stuff. I'm going to have magnemite give a very weak electrical charge to boost our batteries back up." I mean, we can obviously understand Temujin's language, but if we want to, and and Klosto is one is willing to speak to us in that language, so understanding each other is not a problem. Yeah, and he says in English, "I would be a little more comfortable if I had my freeze ray." Yeah, yeah, I hear that. So we're gonna try this. We're gonna try this. Anything you want recharged, just put in a pile. Yeah. So any batteries or whatnot, just put them in a pile. I'm going to have my magmite run a very weak electrical charge through just to charge them up. I hope he doesn't melt anything. Yeah, I pop the battery pack out of the Pokédex. Yeah. Yeah. And I... All right, magmite. Very low, like I trained you. Just to see how this works. Magnemite. Yeah, he says that, and you just see a little, you know, just a couple sparks from his little magnets that he has on him. And and he picks it up, pops it back in the poly box. Holy crap, it worked. Put your, Jeremy, put your battery in your Pokédex. Okay, pop it in. Hey! Yep, lights up everything, and... Harry locks and loads on his freeze gun, slings it back over his shoulder because it's like a rifle. I feel better now. We know we can do this. Yep. This, mm-hmm. I like this. Yeah, I'm not going to pop out to Pitchy here because I'm thinking, you know, even though he is a fire, uh, it might be actually a little too cold for him here. So I pop out Geodude and he sort of hovers. Yeah. And here as well, we got the rainbow ring here. Ah. Uh, and I, I look at Claustro. Uh, uh, he's rock, so not good eating. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me make a check here on... I go, okay, wait a minute. Hold it. So we go through... There's that portal, that, that spinning ceramic oval. How is an oval spinning? Anyways, we'll deal with that later. Uh, there's... There's probably little rays or something like that, and then the rays are like, you know, there's little spikes, like Saturn's rings. Anyways, that portal that we stepped through here Mm -hmm. is apparently generating this warp, which makes the portal, which allows us to go from place to place to place. Well, back in time. I don't want to know what is powering that platform which holds those portals. I don't even want to try to compute that math. 
Well, clearly it's not electricity. No. Nope. Something's going on, but yeah, let let's go visit Temujin's and he back to Mongolia. What is your father's name again? He goes Yesugai. Okay, Yesugai. Chieftain Yesugai. Let's visit your father and see. Yeah. And he switches yeah. back to English. Gee, Dad, I brought them home. Can I keep them? <laughs> yeah. And so you it's know, about a mile walk. And you know Jeremy is going to memorize his name as Yes, You Guy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Hey, any <laughs> mnemonic device will work. So, yeah, we walk for about a mile. Let me check how long that would take here. Because it's flat terrain, and apparently there's no trail here. We're not seeing one. Uh, 20 minutes. Well, let me look at the the. I mean, I I I, pr- I pretty much walk a mile in about twenty twenty five minutes myself. Well, generally, you most people most people walk at th- three miles an, an hour. Uh, I, I looked at the Pathfinder chart. One mile, yeah, about twenty minutes. So mm-hmm. from the where this portal is, we walk the twenty minutes and we approach. This Mongolian village with a bunch of yurts all throughout it, and it's got campfires outside and gap to children playing with things. And so, yeah, we see twelve, <laughs> late 12th century Mongolian village of maybe about 20, 25 people. So you folks and don't got a, so you folks don't got television, which comes out as television, not the Mongolian dish version of it. <laughs> Right. And Temujin goes, what is television? Harry goes, dude, 12th century, really? Just show him the Pokédex. And and Temujin says, that is what you use to try to identify Claustro, right? Yes, but it also does other things, and I show some videos for my training and stuff like that. I mean, basically, it's, you know, it's a Pokédex. It's a it's- smartphone. It, basically, it would be a smartphone, and its main function would be the extensive Pokemon library. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I would imagine Pokedex is also covered. Th- I mean, looking at how complicated they are, they also cover, they also kind of do scan. So it's sort of a bit of a pokey tricorder. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, because it would have to scan physical dimensions and whatnot to try to do yeah. uh, feature recognition. Yeah. So, yeah. And the closest thing it would came up was it's sort of Arcanine like that's the best that you got. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you see Temujin look, he goes, this device, what do you call it again? A Pokédex. Pokédex. <laughs> Very strange, your your devices. And oh, do you, we see... you had your friend over there. You had your friend at your campfire. What was that massive thing made of metal? Flying machine. Harry goes, yeah, that's how we got to this island. We come from very far away from that. Yeah, you know what? Machine wouldn't translate, probably. Flying um, artifice. Flying div- it's a it's a metal bird. Yeah. Yeah, we get inside and the woman brought us here. Skyla, she's our pilot. She she handles the metal bird. Temujin the- sort of nods like, okay. Yeah. Geodude, Geodude. And uh, do we see a bunch of wargs and baby wargs? Yeah, you see a (laughs) bunch of warg pups playing together, and you see young Mongolian men training with the wargs on how to ride them and all that. You see Mongolian women taking care of children, doing various chores. And then you see one mother... Holding, and this baby's crying. I mean, and let's see. Let me see what type of. Give me a perception check, you two. Uh, Or no, better yet. Oh, better yet. No, heel check. Ooh. All three three of us, heel checks. All right. All right. Eh, I got a 17, not bad. Uh, 19. See heal with my heal again seven twenty. <laughs> Jeremy, 
Show up. Jeremy, that Show baby up. is not doing well. It It's mm. a sick child, and the mother is just rocking it and trying to soothe it. And as we're heading generally in that direction toward it, you see this very old-looking, robed man. This man looks old as dirt. I mean, mm. I mean, the hard living might be throwing it off, but this guy has to be at least like 60, 70 years old. Wow, he's ancient. You, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Spoken like Eric, a true 15 year old. <laughs> well, no, considering well, this. So you got to remember the life expectancy out here is going to be a lot different than back home. Yeah. You see him put his hand on the baby's forehead, mutter a few words, and with a slight shimmer of light, the baby stops crying. Jeremy sort of stops dead in his tracks. Harry especially, and even he holds Father Gill back and he points. Now, we all heard this baby crying. I mean, it was screaming. Mm -hmm. And with a few words that we saw the shaman speak, we weren't close enough to hear, hand on the baby's forehead and with a little flash of light, the baby just quieted right up. Harry walks over. He's like, wait. And he's in my go, wait, stop. What, how, did, wait, what, how? And I mean, mm. Jeremy, you're looking at the baby as you're coming up. And I mean, there, there's still going to be signs col- that this thing was sick. Yeah, it he had was you know, nose and yeah. uh, no, it had blood on its mouth. Like the mother was wiping blood off the baby's mouth as it was coughing. Oh, pneumonia. Probably. Probably. Or, well, yeah. you got yeah, that was, It was definitely, yeah, it, it's pneumonia. It, it could be tuberculosis. Oh, it's called consumption for a reason. Yeah, tuberculosis yeah. would be another one. Yeah, but he's sort of like, I'm looking. Did he have, um, I don't know. The, I say tuberculosis. Does it translate into the appropriate disease name? That would be our that would be our name for it. Uh, the shaman just simply looks at you and says in Mongolian, the child shall live. How? I healed it. That is okay. my job. You're very good at it, sir. <laughs> and where does this blessing come from, sir? The spirits. And where are those? They are all over. In the sky, in the ground, the rocks. Ah. Um, I understand. Jeremy. Yeah? This would be... You would be suited for this. Give me a knowledge arcana check. All right. Gil, father religion. Uh, father Gil, knowledge religion for you. Yeah, for me, it, I only got a uh, 16. 24. <laughs> father Gil, you do remember. Uh, <laughs> wow, okay. All right, that's queen. Anyways. <laughs> Father Gill, you remember the stories of the Aura Guardians back home. Now, this is like three, mm. four, five hundred years. Or no, what was it? What did Josie say? No, a thousand years ago, there were stories of people back home who could do stuff like this. Mm. Shame that they would lose such an ability unless, of course, it's there's a cost to it that we don't know about. But if we didn't know any better that this shaman would be on our world, an aura guardian mm. with a touch with words, he can heal the sick and heaven knows what else. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there. So go explore them. This is John Ryer saying, keep your powder dry and keep those cards and letters coming in. This is Richard Tahoka. 
wait till you see what's coming next. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Yo, brothers. This was the Tri-Tech Games Podcast. You know the drill. It's protected under the Creative Commons License 3.0. No commercial reproduction, no derivatives, and sucker, you best attribute this to the folks at Tri-Tech Games. And if you don't, we'll be having your sorry butts, because we're some bad mothers. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org, colon 8027.